Welcome back to the Underground Football Podcast, a show where we talk about anything and everything NFL football from underground. Alongside my co-host Jack Priller and our two special guests Keegan York and Jacob Puani, I'm Mike Maynard, and we're going to jump right into it. In today's episode, we're going to go over the Week 3 predictions, who we think is going to win each game. Obviously, you know, Thursday night has already passed. We're recording this um, after the Thursday night game, so... That was between the Steelers and the Browns. Steelers losing to the Browns, 17-29 to Browns, obviously. Um, you know, not the best quarterback-heavy game, uh, maybe not the most entertaining game, and uh, I think we'll get into some more entertaining games as we go on. But, um, you know, how are you guys doing today? Uh, I want to, you know, let's let's hear it. How are you guys feeling about week three? What are our thoughts to start this? Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of uh, good, good games this week, honestly. I think we seeing the offensive powerhouse Buffalo Bills in Miami, I think this will be an interesting kind of thing to dive into and talk about. For sure, for sure. And, um, yeah, I mean, any thoughts on Thursday night, Keegan or Pawani, you guys, you know, watching the game, anything that you guys were... Tough game to watch if you're a Steelers fan, for sure. That is true, that is true. I mean, definitely, you know, a lot of Kenny Pickett uh, speculation on if he's going to start... Maybe uh, in week four, but, you know, who knows? Um, I think it's but, a little bit too early to pull that, but Trubisky's got it for now, but not, not performing too well. Yeah, I mean, this coming from the two Bears fans, though, I mean, in my opinion, Kenny Pickett fits the offense a lot better because they're kind of trying to just run, like, you know, quick little plays, get the ball out super quick because your offensive line is, well, I mean, I'll say terrible. So, you know, Mitch is good for play extension and that type of stuff, but... Kenny Pickett's going to be able to get the ball out quicker and more accurately in the short game. I think, you know, that might benefit them more. But, you know, Thursday night's passed. We'll move on to this weekend, obviously. So the Sunday games, the early slate, will start off, if you guys are cool with this, with the Saints and the Panthers. Um, You know, there's a bunch of games starting in the early slate, but this will be our first one we start with. The Saints are favored to win this game. Um, I believe the spread is... um, they're favored by three, so um, I'd like to hear your guys' picks, but to start, I'll say I am picking the Saints to win this game. I think uh, James Winston didn't have a great week last week, but I think, you know, Baker's been pretty bad. That Panthers offense is rough, definitely, to start out. DJ Moore hasn't been able to get going. McCaffrey hasn't been able to get going, um, and I think, you know, the defense for the Panthers isn't isn't great. You saw the Saints kind of, you know, have a hiccup last week, but having Kamara back, uh, Michael Thomas looks maybe not exactly like he did when uh, before the injury, but he looks good. Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry are there too. I think the Saints just have the better team overall. I think they'll uh, walk out of here in, you know, week three with a win, but, you know, I'd like to hear. So, you know, we'll start with you, Priller. Priller, what are your thoughts on uh, the Saints-Panthers game this weekend? Who do you think's winning? You know, I'm actually going to have to agree with you on this one. I'm, I think I'm going to give it to the Saints this week. You, like you said previously, uh, the struggling offense that they had, I definitely would agree with that against the Bucks. But the Bucks do have a really good defense. So, I mean, kind of not, not something that we were ex- – I mean, it was something that we were expecting that week uh, with them going against the Bucks. So, I, I'm definitely thinking of seeing them bounce back for sure against this Panthers um, defense that obviously I think lacks – um, more talent or lax talent that the uh, Buccaneers had. So definitely for sure. I'm, I'm thinking that the Saints are definitely going to put up some points on offense. Yeah, yeah I'm with you too, man. I think the Saints are there over the Panthers today. 
Fair enough. I mean, I definitely also have to agree. The only thing I look out for is Jamison is getting questionable all week with a back injury, but if he can fight through that, I don't see any reason why they can't go out and destroy the Panthers. Yeah, definitely. I think um, Kamara will be a big help uh, against this this Panthers defense, which, like uh, like Priller said, is kind of lacking in talent. I mean, the Saints got their superstars. They got their Demario Davis. They got their Marshawn Lattimore. The Panthers don't really have that. I mean, they have Brian Burns, who, in my opinion's at that level. But the Saints, you know, as a team, are, are really solid all around, up and down, good offensive line, good everywhere. So, you know, all of us have the Saints. It's a sweep for the Saints. So, you know, we're looking Saints here for uh, for this game. But we'll jump into the next game. I mean, we all, you know, pretty much got our points in. I mean, not much to say there. But um, the next game that we have on our list is the Houston Texans against the Chicago Bears, in which the Bears are favored by two and a half points. Um, now, I don't think that we're going to have a lot of happy campers in here, but I'm actually taking the Texans to win this game. I think um, they they don't have a win yet, obviously, and the Bears do that week one win against San Francisco. But, you know, that week one win, in my opinion, was a little bit, uh, I, I don't know what you want to call it, but in the monsoon that they played in, it was a little bit uh, hard to judge how good the Bears were. And with the offense just not looking great for the Bears and the offensive line's really struggling, Justin Fields is, I think, under 200 passing yards in two games. So just really not um, what you'd like to see. And I think, you know, the Texans aren't a great team either. The, both of these teams are going to end up at the bottom of uh, the standings at the end of the year, probably picking pretty high in the draft. But I think um, the Texans have the better roster and they've started the season better, even though they, you know, don't have a win to start. So, you know, I'll start with uh, I'll start with Keegan here. I know, you know, we got two, two big Bears fans in here, but Keegan, I'd like to know your thoughts on... Uh, you know, this this matchup here in Week 3 for the Bears. Believe it or not, I actually agree with you, Mike. I don't think the Bears are going to go in and win tomorrow. Really? Lovey Smith is, I believe, 5-2 and two against the Bears. And um, I just don't think the Bears are going to pull it. I don't think Justin Fields is going to play that well unless he throws the ball more than, like, 10 times. Because if he can't do that, there's no reason why we're going to score more than a touchdown. So I do have the Texans winning by 10 tomorrow. So that's what I think. By 10. It's going to be a tough, hard-fought game for both teams. I mean, honestly. But I got the Bears, if anything. You know, bear down. Just feed the ball to Dave Montgomery and see what happens. Yeah, I'm honestly in full agreement here with Polani. I'm more thinking that the Bear or the Texans are coming to the Bears' house, bro. I think that the Bears are finally going to give Monty the well-deserved load that he needs. And I think they're going to finally – actually depend on his run game and he's gonna be we're gonna see a real nice amount of uh, yards get put up by monty also i want to point out that i think this is actually a perfect game for justin fields to finally get his passing game going i mean like the texans defense is not the greatest so i think we're definitely gonna see like a lot more involvement with like mooney stuff like that down the field so i think we're i think this is gonna be a really awesome game for Justin Fields. i think it's gonna be a huge bounce back i mean mike you're kind of pointing out his lack in yards I think it's going to be a huge bounce back week for him. He's going to have a decent-ass game with uh, with Mooney being able to get open downfield against this Texans defense. Yeah. I just got to hope the offensive we'll game plan is better for sure. I think also, you know, the offensive game plan has been a problem, but I think the main issue for the for the Bears these first um, two weeks has been the offensive line. And, you know, you're saying Monty's going to have a big game. 
And, like, you know, that's going to be – that's easier said than done with this offensive line that he's got in front of him when he's getting hit in the backfield a lot of times. So, you know, if yeah. he can get going, maybe, but I, I don't know. This this game I mean, could go either look, way. You look at the – I mean, arguably, I mean, I, I haven't looked in stats, but you, mean, you look at the Packers – defensive line compared to the Texans. I mean, you've seen what Monty did against the Packers. I mean, I'm only I'm only thinking anything better is going to happen when they go against the Texans. No, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I think they might struggle to uh, to get the passing game going again. I think, you know, the, the Texans' defense, like you said, isn't great, but having Derek Stingley um, and Desmond King and Jalen Petrie, like some of these guys in the secondary for the Texans, I feel like that's kind of their strong suit, so... I think, if anything, the run game is going to have to win the Bears this game. And, you know, having Fields with the capability of elevating that run game himself is is obviously nice. So the Bears could win this game, but I think the Texans overall um, are going to take this one out. So, you know, some differing opinions, but I think uh, it'll be a close game for sure. I definitely think this should be a, a competitive matchup. Maybe not like a game that people want to watch, but a competitive game. Um I mean, if you guys are good, I'll move on to the next game. Um, yeah, for sure. Next game on the list is the Kansas City Chiefs at the Indianapolis Colts. I should mention um, week or the first game, Saints-Panthers was in Carolina, and second game, Texans-Bears was in Chicago. Um, but this game with the Chiefs and the Colts is at Indianapolis, so the Colts have a home game here against the Chiefs. I have the Chiefs here. I think this was one of my easier picks to make this week. Um, not only has like the Colts offense just not looked good, but the Chiefs offense has looked amazing. So it's kind of just offense versus offense. I think the Chiefs have a much superior uh, unit. Now, Matt Ryan and the, and the Colts didn't have Michael Pittman last week, but I really don't think that having him back is going to, to make them beat one of the, in my opinion, best teams in the league. So I definitely think the Chiefs will will put up a good put up a good game again, and uh, Patrick Mahomes will continue to show why he's the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, I'm with you here. Chiefs by a hundred. Colts can't do anything <laughs> in the first two weeks. Oh, that's that's I I'm gonna agree with you guys on that. I mean, the Colts have just looked really shitty uh, these past two weeks. I mean, it's kind of sad to see a team that was actually pretty good last year go on such a such a cold streak to start off the season. But, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of agreeing here with Mike. Chiefs, they're just an absolute offensive powerhouse. I don't think the Colts are going to even be able to stop these people. There's definitely no way the Colts come out with a win tomorrow. So, Chiefs by 10, at least. I think um, the Colts, you know, just to give them some respect, they the, we're saying they're all going to start um, what would be 0-2-1, which isn't a great start, but – in the division that they play in, there's still definitely a chance to make the playoffs um, if they can kind of turn things around. But got to get Jonathan Taylor going and um, got to just hope that Matt Ryan shows more of what he used to be and not what he's turning into, which is, you know, a below average quarterback. You want Matt Ryan to get back to his Atlanta Falcons days, but it's going to be a struggle for the Colts probably. And I think yeah, we've said it a couple times, but the Chiefs just are going to put up too many points for the Colts to combat. They're not going to be able to uh, to keep up. So we'll move on here. Quick game. I mean, not much to say. The Chiefs are favored by five and a half in that game, by the way. But we'll hop into what is, in my opinion, probably the game of the week. I mean, 
you know, you could. There's a couple other good ones. Definitely. But we'll hop into the Buffalo Bills versus the Miami Dolphins, two undefeated teams here. This game will be played in Miami. The Bills are favored by six points in this game, um, but I think it's going to be closer than that. I think these two teams, obviously both undefeated, are are very good and know a lot about each other, both playing in the same division, the AFC East. But um, I think it'll be a close game. I think both offenses are are super strong and. The defenses both have a lot going for them. I think the Bills' defense does have the the edge. Um, but So, I mean, that kind of spoiled my pick. But I do have the Bills winning this game. I think, you know, with the Bills' defense being like it is, I mean, they've looked amazing the first two weeks. Von Miller looks amazing. Um, the secondary looks great. Now, the secondary does have a couple injuries. I know Micah Hyde, um, yeah, Micah Hyde. Is, is now out. So that could change things a little bit. But I think... They've showed in the first two weeks that um, this pass rush is able to get to the quarterback, and uh, Tua won't have the time that he he wants to get down the field. And I think the Bills, obviously, offensively, are going to put up a ton of points with Josh Allen, Diggs, Gabe Davis is supposed to be back for this game. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think this is going to be a lot of points on the board, but I think the Bills are going to come out on top. So, Kwani, what do you think? I mean, you got the Bills or the Dolphins winning this game here in Week Three? I definitely got the Bills uh, with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs over there, but I think uh, the defense could be a little bit of a problem. Yeah, losing Micah Hyde and trying to find his replacement because if I'm not mistaken, they have that other um, uh, cornerback down from last week as well. So they yep. might struggle a little bit defensively against Tua's offense with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle over there. Yeah, I think Kyir Elam, the first-round pick for the Bills, is going to be – getting uh, a bigger role here uh, in in week three than he has in the first two weeks. He thought that he'd come out and kind of be the starter um, to start the season, but he kind of has been on the bench. And now to, to the injuries to the secondary now with Jordan Poyer's questionable, I believe, too, at safety. And really? obviously Micah Hyde's out. So Tredavious White's been out since the beginning of the season. I think Kyrie Elam's going to have to play a good game covering, like you said, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle are two of the best receivers in the league. So... It's going to be a challenge, but I think they'll be uh, they'll be up to it, and they'll have the pass rush with Von Miller and Greg Rousseau um, up front to to kind of get after Tua and make him uncomfortable, and uh, hopefully some mistakes if you're a Bills fan. But you know Tua's looked good these these first two weeks. I can't lie. You know we had a podcast with uh, with our our guest Quack where he said that Tua was I think a top twelve quarterback, and we kind of. You know, we're, we're laughing at him, but, you know, he's leading the league in passing yards. He had a great week last week. Uh, and obviously Tyreek and Jalen Waddell are one number one for Tyreek and number three for Jalen Waddell in the league in receiving yards so far to start the season. So both offenses have uh, a bunch of great superstar players, and uh, I think it should be a fun one. But, you know, we'll hop in. Priller, um, what do you think on this game? You got, you got the Dolphins or the Bills here? All right, so I'm actually going with the Dolphins. Now, they do. They do. Bills do have Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. You know, we're not we're not down that. And obviously, we're thinking that they're going to go off like they've been continuing or like they've been in the past couple weeks. But really, is um, concerning is like you guys mentioned these injuries. So uh, just like kind of go in more depth on these injuries. You know, Micah Hyde's out for the season. Dane Jackson, who's their starting quarterback, cornerback, is out for this game. You have Ed Oliver and Jordan Phillips, who are both out for this game. Very strong D tackles on their front. You have Jordan Poyer who's questionable. Like these are all very important pieces to this defense that this Buffalo defense who is arguably one of the best defenses in the league. And I think with them going down against this complete offensive powerhouse with the Dolphins with Tyree Kill and 
Jalen Waddle at receiver, I think this could be a very dangerous thing that's happening to this defense. And so I think uh, they're gonna. Mike McDaniel is obviously gonna, you know, scheme it up to where Tyree Kill and um, Jalen Waddle are obviously going on these rookie, these young, experienced cornerbacks that I think he's just gonna be able to take advantage of. I mean, Tyree Kill is one of the best receivers in the league, and I think him going up against some of these guys like Kyrie Alam and Christian Benford, I think this definitely could be a problem for the Buffalo Buffalo's defense. But don't discredit Christian Benford. He's looked good first two weeks. I'm, no, you're right, but I'm saying that Tyree Kill is definitely. Tyreek Hill, I'm saying, definitely is going to have a week this week. And, I mean, I would I would even say Jalen Waddle's going to have a week. Now, maybe not the same week as they did last week, but they're definitely going to put up some numbers. And, like I mentioned, the two D tackles going down, I mean, maybe we'll see some more running back game with, like, Raheem or Chase Edmonds. I think, really quick, before we get Keegan's point, I'd like to point out, um, you know, we're talking about the Bills injuries, but we have to look at the Dolphins as well. I think the the big one here is that Teron Armstead is questionable for this game. Um now, it's not the blind side for Tua because he's a lefty, but left tackle, obviously, still a very important position. And Teron Armstead's one of the best in the league. So if he's out for this game and you have one of the best pass rushes in the league against you, I think Tua's really going to be even more uncomfortable than we're thinking. Um, and also Xavier Howard, questionable in this game. Now, if he's not there to um, shadow Stephon Diggs, we're going to have a similar type of thing where we're saying young guys with no experience guarding you know, top caliber receivers, like we are saying with the with the Dolphins, it might be the same for the Bills having uh, Xavier Howard out for this game. So the injuries will be interesting to see. A lot of guys questionable. Um, but yeah, I'd like to get Keegan. I'd like to get your uh, your outlook on this game. What do we think about uh, this matchup? I mean, I definitely have the Bills winning this one, and that's because the Dolphins in their previous game had zero sacks and zero QB hits. So if you're just going to let Josh Allen sit in that pocket, he's going to throw six touchdowns on you. And Dolphins' defense already is not that great, so at least so far. So I definitely think the Bills could win this one. Are you Should calling that right one. now? Six touchdowns for Josh Allen? Uh, no, I doubt that. But I'd say at least four. <laughs> okay. Shit, I'll, take, I'll take that. Fair enough. Yeah, I think Josh Allen should have a great game this week. You know, it's yeah. it's definitely like, when I like look at week. when I look at these games. Well, yeah, obviously, but when I look at when I look at this game, obviously, uh, quarterback's the most important position in football. You look at the quarterback difference. Now, Tua's started good, but he's not Josh Allen. We all know this. So I think if you're looking at just that, which is the most important thing, Josh Allen's going to lead this team to a victory, in, in my opinion, and, you know, in most of our opinions. But we'll move on now. We'll hop into the next game in the early slate, that being the Detroit Lions at the Minnesota Vikings. The Lions um, coming off of... An interesting week, and the Vikings coming off of a bad week, um, and uh, the Lions are, or the Vikings, sorry, are favored by six points here in this game. I think this is the highest over/under um, of the uh, of the week this week at 52 and a half. So they think high-scoring game, which I think so too. I mean, mm-hmm. these defenses haven't looked great, and the offenses have. So, I mean, I should say the Vikings' offense this past week and week two did not look good. Um, but week one against the Packers, they they looked very good. Jefferson obviously had a great week, but the Lions are kind of the story so far um, with Amon Ross St. Brown kind of taking off and this whole offense really just looking um, much better than people thought and the, the team in general. Um, so I 
actually do have an upset here. I have the Lions taking this one in Minnesota. I think Minnesota, you know, they're feeling down about their last week. They're all upset. And, uh, you know, they got the kneecap biters coming in from Detroit who are just going to rock their world, I think. Um, with Amon Ross St. Brown having, I believe, it's probably going to be like Pat Pete, um, who's, you know, on the back half of his career trying to, trying to defend him. I think that's a mismatch. I think... Um, this Lions offensive line is going to be able to contain the the Vikings pass rushers, which obviously is kind of their strong suit of the defense, having Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith. So this uh, this Lions team has a good matchup here, I believe. DeAndre Swift should have a, a good game. You know, he was bagged up a little bit last week, still played, but you might see a bigger role from him. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I do think this is going to be a shootout. I don't think either one of these defenses is uh, really, you know, something to – be super worried about but i think the uh the lions just have looked so good and um they got the heart kirk looked terrible last week now i'm not saying that kirk's gonna look bad again but uh he he didn't look as good as jared goff did and i think you know this is kind of like a trap game where the the lions can come in there and just steal one from them and maybe i'm crazy but i got the lions so Perler, I'd like to hear your uh, your prediction here first. What do we think? Lions, Vikings, week three in Minnesota. Who you got? I'm going to have to change it around on you. I'm going to go to the Vikings on this one. I think Justin Jefferson's going to absolutely expose this Lions defense. And I'm obviously, I kind of agree with you saying that it's going to be a shootout because I think none of these defenses have really been able to do much. And I think Amon Ross St. Brown has kind of been doing his thing over there in Detroit. But, I mean, on the other side, you do got Justin Jefferson. So, I think Justin Jefferson's really going to take over this game just like he did in week one. I think he's just going to um, obviously make the Vikings pull ahead way more than I think the Lions can put up this week. So, yeah, I got the Vikings winning this game and a bounce back last week. Yeah, I'm with the Vikings here as well. I mean, if you look at last week's game against the it's against the Eagles, that, that game would be a lot different with just about two catches um, on the Vikings side of that drop touchdown by Herb Smith and – about probably another couple plays would change that outlook on the game a lot, I think. I mean, they did – I don't know. I can't remember how much they lost by, but I think the Vikings got this one here against the Lions. I think the Lions are going to win this week. There we go. There we go. I don't think Kurt played well at all last week. Granted, it was against a very good Eagles defense, in my opinion, but I think Detroit has every reason to win this game. I think they're, at this point, the better team, so that's what I'm going with. All right, you love to see it. You love to see some some good points made on either side. Um, it should be a great game, honestly. If we're if we're not saying Bills Dolphins is game of the week, this could be up there as well. Um, should be two high scoring uh, games, but this one should be pretty interesting as well. So, jumping in next game, early slate: Baltimore Ravens at the New England Patriots. Um, the Ravens are favored by three here, and I do have the Ravens winning this game as much as I, you know, want the Patriots to pull this one out. I think the uh, the Ravens just have just a mismatch here. And I think even though Bill Belichick's the greatest coach of all time, I think Lamar's going to have a field day, um, probably mainly on the ground. I think it's just the speed that he has doesn't really compare to this uh, this New England defense. They, they're well coached and uh, they'll be in the right position, but... You know, Lamar's probably going to be just running around them and putting juke moves and everything. I think um, he's just going to make them look silly. So we'll uh, we'll see. But 
I think the Ravens will pull this one out. You know, I had a had a rough game in Miami that, you know, they probably should have won um, in week two, and I think they'll be a little bit pissed off and come in. And that Patriots offense hasn't looked good either in the first two weeks. Um, just, just weird play calling and not getting, uh, you know, certain guys involved that you thought maybe were. And I just think, you know, the Ravens are coming in here, better team, better quarterback. Um coming off a game that they should have won and they're going to be pissed off trying to get this one to bounce back. So, um, what do we think? We'll hop in Keegan. What do you think on, uh, the Ravens here against the Patriots? Who you got winning this one? I mean, I think last week Lamar played very well. Everyone's talking about Tua's performance, but I think Lamar's was just as good. Um, I don't see any reason why they can't go in and beat new England who, uh, at this point, I don't think they can figure out much on offense. So I think the Ravens are going to pull this one out. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of. It'll be, it'll yeah, be interesting just, to see Lamar kind of trying to put on another show like he did last week. For sure, I definitely think that it's a little bit. I think the reason why, like the like you saying, like the you said they were projected to win only by three. Yeah. I think like the line. I think the line's only that bad just because of how the last week how Baltimore played against with their defense. I definitely think that their defense isn't that bad like they showed in the fourth quarter against the the Dolphins, but. I think we're we're gonna see this Baltimore defense really kind of come back to their true nature and really just stuff this this Patriots uh, offense that's obviously been struggling, like you guys mentioned. But I think that um, the way that Bill Belichick kind of depends on his run game, like kind of setting that up, like you know, kind of playing hard knock football. I think that the Ravens have a really good run defense, and I think that's gonna be a problem going into New England for them because I think with them depending so heavily on their run that just not going to be able to get going and force Mac to pass, which Mac hasn't been having, like, I mean, he's not been having a horrible season, obviously, because, you know, it just started, but he's not really, like, the most exciting QB out there. So I don't I don't think we're going to see Mac be making, like, the plays that he needs to make that Lamar can. So I, I think I got Baltimore in this one. Yeah, me too. After Lamar's performance last week against the Dolphins, I think, I think you're going to see another dominant performance again against uh, the New England defense. Regardless if it is Bill Belichick's defense or not, I mean, it's, it's Lamar Jackson. Yeah, it's just a talent issue at this point. It's kind of mm-hmm, like he mm-hmm. could be coached really, really well, but he's going to most likely just be too much for this defense to handle. Um, we'll jump in now with the next game, that being the Cincinnati Bengals playing against the New York Jets in East Rutherford, New Jersey. The um, Bengals are favored by five here to win this game. Coming in 0-2, they have not looked good. Uh, I, I think that's being kind of nice at this point. They have looked pretty terrible, um, especially offensively. That offensive line looks like there's been no upgrades. And, um, you know, Joe Burrow hasn't looked good. The receivers haven't looked great. I think um, this should be kind of the bounce back week for the Bengals. I do have the Bengals winning this game. I think they should, you know, like I kind of said with the Ravens being pissed off, like the Bengals went to the Super Bowl last season and now obviously are are not living up to the expectations. So they're going to want to bounce back. They're going to be pissed off. Get the ball to Jamar Chase, for the love of God. Get him, get like, get the ball to him. Screens, put him in the backfield like Debo Samuel. I don't know, something. Get this guy the ball. He's not getting it enough in my opinion. Um, I think, you know, Zach Taylor's had a tough time coaching for the Bengals so far to start this season. It's looked really rough, but it's this is a talent issue. You know, the, there's too much talent on this Bengals team to go into New Jersey and not beat the jets here. And they got Joe Flacco starting at quarterback. Like this should be, 
in my opinion, an easy win for the Bengals. It should not be close. Um, but obviously, judging how this, this season has started for Cincinnati, it could be. It just depends on what type of the or you know what version of the Cincinnati Bengals we end up seeing. I'm I'm guessing that we see more close to the 2021 Bengals rather than the 2022. Hopefully, so I do have the Bengals winning. Um, I'll get your opinion, Polani, quick here. You got the Bengals or the uh, the Jets pulling this one out? I got the Bengals getting their first win against uh, the New York Jets here, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm I'm in agreement. I think Joe Burrow's been playing really shitty these last two weeks, but I think there's something that he needs to change. Obviously, I think there's something that he's gonna change in order to get get this team winning. But you know, you mentioned Jamar Chase. I think Jamar. I think that whole receiving core has an advantage over this Jets defense. I mean, obviously, I think – honestly, I'm considering the Jets probably 0-2 here. I mean, they kind of got a lucky win against – not a lucky win, but, you know, they pulled out a win against the Browns. Browns aren't looking too good, but, you know, they pulled a lucky win. out. I mean, I, I don't know. This is just going to be – I think the Bengals are going to obviously do what they did last year. I think they're going to feed Jamar Chase this game, and he's going to have a really big week this week. I mean, they're already targeting him a shit ton, so I, I definitely think getting him the ball is going to be a priority this game and making him expose uh, this Jets defense. All I have to say is Joe Flacco is elite, so I got the Jets this week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, and on that... <laughs> this guy's crazy. Bro. On that note, we'll, uh, we'll move on. We got the, the tail of the 0-2 teams here. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders against the Tennessee Titans. I think, you know, at the beginning of this season, you probably weren't thinking that both of these teams would be 0-2 in Week 3 in this matchup, but... Here we are, you know, crazier things have happened. The Raiders are um, projected to win this game by two here. Um, this is in Nashville, so Tennessee has the home game here. But I think I have the Raiders winning. I think the Raiders will come in. They have way too, like, similar to the Bengals, you know, they should not be 0-2 here. This team is way too talented. You have a better quarterback, better weapons on offense, um, better everything, basically, than the Titans. And Derrick Henry was the whole Titans offense. He has not looked good this season. So I think the Raiders should come in here, win this game. Um, the Titans are are just, they're not looking great. You know, they, they got their shit rock last week, to, to keep it frank. You know, they, they bring in Malik Willis in at the end of the game. Like, they're trying things, but it's it's not working. Now, Tennessee still has a chance to win this division, even with a loss here. Like I said, this division isn't great, but... This team has not looked good. The receivers don't look good. The running back, Derrick Henry, doesn't look good. Offensive line is really not looking good. Taylor Lewan, their best offensive lineman, goes down last week, so it's not getting any better. Um, you know, one of your best players on defense, Harold Landry, is out for the season. So this is a Titans team that, you know, is struggling and doesn't have a lot of talent. And even though the Raiders are struggling as well, they have so much talent, and they should come in here and... Uh, in my opinion, take this one by a lot, but it could be a closer game than you think. So, um, Pillar, I'll hop in with you. You got the Raiders or the Titans here in Tennessee. All right, just to put it simple, I, I have the Titans this week. I think Derrick Henry's going to have, obviously, what fantasy ho owners are hoping, a bounce-back week. I definitely think Derrick Henry is about to run all over the field coming Sunday. So, I for sure got the Titans this week with Derrick Henry. Definitely. If I'm a fan, if I'm a if I'm a betting man, I definitely could see Derrick Henry hitting his over in rushing yards this week. Yeah. I mean, I could see it being a tough game, but I think you really need a statement game here from Las Vegas. Yeah, with all the talent, getting Devontae Adams and Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, which Hunter Renfro actually is, uh, I think he's not playing this week, is he? 
but yeah. still, you got to make – I think Las Vegas needs a statement game. Can't be on two at this point, I don't think. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I definitely agree with Priller on this game. I think the Titans need to come in here and get this win, and I think Derrick Henry – is going mean, to have a decent game. So, What does Derrick Henry put up this last week? Anyone not here? I'll, I'll pull up some stats real quick. Let me see. I would like to mention how terrible the Tennessee Titans um, defensive backs look and sure. how there's kind of a pretty good receiver on the Las Vegas Raiders side of the ball. So I think yeah, if you're we're right. looking for betting on an over, I think over Devontae Adams receiving yards, touchdowns, whatever that. you want. <laughs> he's going to go off. This this Titans defense does not have a great pass rush outside of Jeffrey Simmons. You double-team him and just let Devontae Adams run free. He should expose them. So, you know, I it, think... it's it's an interesting game because, like you guys are saying, like Derrick Henry, you know, could break out here. Not break out, but have could. a Derrick could. Henry game. He um, but he, he hasn't shown that at all. And the offensive I mean... line is terrible like one of the worst in the entire league all right i mean only sunday will tell but i I definitely think derrick henry only having about 100 100 like 10 15 yards 107 yards this season i think he's coming in from a guy who can who almost rushed 2,000 yards what like last season was it yeah last season almost rushed 2,000 yards no i definitely Uh, oh no two seasons ago whatever it's it's derrick henry bro come on i mean this guy is gonna gonna he has not looked like derrick henry so far he is going to control this game on the ground i think when he comes down to it when derrick henry's running that football i think this whole um titans offense plays well so i think when they get derrick henry fully moving i mean shit only only upside from that team problem is you can't get him moving if he's getting in the backfield all right you watch mike you watch mark it bro mark it on the see and i we know we know what's good. All right. Last game of the early slate here. Um, Philadelphia Eagles against the Washington Commanders. This will be at Washington. Um, a divisional matchup here, and the Eagles are favored by six and a half. Now, the Eagles have looked great, obviously, these first two weeks. They've looked, you know, Jalen Hurts has looked like he's taken a huge step up. It looks like, um, you know, a top half quarterback, which he didn't look like um, previously. So, He's taking a big step. A.J. Brown looks great. Um, the defense looks good. I actually have the commanders taking this one in an upset. I know. I'm crazy. Whatever. Crazy. But Carson Wentz has looked like he's having a resurgence. Maybe Terrible. he's not on the level of Jalen Hurts, but he's looking like old Carson Wentz kind of was again. So that's really good to see. I think the weapons for the commanders, um, they have a deeper group than the Eagles. They got, you know, Terry McLaurin's looking like the third best receiver all of a sudden, which is crazy to think about. Um, And, you know, the defense hasn't looked great necessarily for the commanders, but I think they will be able to keep the Eagles in check. I think this will be a high scoring game. I think, you know, they the over under here is 47. I think that should be higher. You know, maybe place a bet on that if you want. I'm not saying no gambling advice here, but uh, I think this will be a high scoring game. I think. Both offenses are are very good, but I like uh, I like the Commanders to at home pull this one out. Even you know, though they're they're underdogs, pretty heavy underdogs here. I think they'll they'll pull this one out. You know, I'm gonna have to actually just disagree on that, bro. I think I the Eagles are just gonna overpower this defense that the Commanders have. I mean, I think that the Eagles' offense definitely outweighs the the commander's offense. I mean, you're saying Car- you're bringing up Carson Wentz is doing well, but I mean, Jalen Hurts is playing at an absolute phenomenal level this season. 
just seeing and also just seeing what um, the Eagles defense did to the Vikings just last week. I arguably, I mean, the Vikings have similar, or even better weapons than the Commanders. I think the Eagles are going to tear apart this team in a divisional matchup. I mean, they're going to they're going to solidify why they're the, the the number one team in the NFC East. Yeah, I mean, Eagles have definitely looked very, very, very impressive over the first two weeks, offense and defense. Um, I mean, I haven't watched much Washington football, but. I know they've hung in their games, but I think I, you still got to rock with the Eagles. They've been very impressive through the first two weeks. I mean, the Eagles have the second-best rushing offense in the league, and the Commanders just gave up almost 200 yards to the Lions. So I think there's no reason the Eagles aren't going to win this one by two scores. Fly, Eagles, fly. That's right. All right, whatever, man. Watch When the Commanders win on Sunday, I'm going to be a genius. Watch it happen. Um, you know – I think it'll be a good game. I think, like I said, shootout. This will be an entertaining one. Um, a lot of points on the board, but I got the commanders. I'm not changing. I'm sticking to my guns. Um, all right. We're going to take a quick break here. We'll hop into the, the late slate of games. We'll go over um, Sunday night and Monday night um, after a quick message. But, you know, stay tuned. We'll be right back here on the Underground Football Podcast. Hey, guys. I'm your co-host, Priller. Go check us out on TikTok at UFPod, where we post updates on the latest news in the NFL and where we post original creative content daily. Thanks for listening to the short ad. Now let's get back to talking football. Welcome back to the Underground Football Podcast. We're continuing on with our week three matchups. We're going to jump in here to the later slate of games on Sunday. First one we're going to go over is the Jaguars against the Chargers. This one will be in California in SoFi Stadium, home game for the Chargers, who are favored by seven. Um, this should be an interesting one. Obviously, the big speculation on this game is what is happening with Justin Herbert, and is he going to play? Um, and I feel like that changes my pick a lot. Maybe not a lot. It changes my pick probably, though. Um I don't know. You know, I'll stick with it. I'm picking the Jaguars, you know, whether he plays or not. I got the Jaguars winning. They've looked good. Trevor Lawrence looks like what we thought he was going to look like in his rookie year. You know, it's crazy what not having Urban Meyer as your coach kind of does for you. Um, But the Jaguars have looked good. Christian Kirk has kind of lived up to the the paycheck that they gave him, which, you know, nobody thought was going to happen. I mean, not even – I didn't think – you know, we all thought it was an overpay, basically – in the football world, and now, you know, he's living up to that, that you know, number next to his name, basically. So, um, James Robinson has come back from uh, his injury and looked just like he did before he left. Travis Etienne's kind of gotten in the mix. Um, the offense has looked good. Evan Engram's looking like the best version of himself we've ever seen. The offensive line looks solid. And um, the defense, although young, has looked good as well. Now, the Chargers obviously have the, the stars all over the place. Um, but some of those stars aren't looking like they're going to play. So Justin Herbert, questionable for this game. Keenan Allen, questionable for this game. Corey Lindsley, doubtful for this game. Um, who's your all-pro center? Your right tackle, Trey Pipkins, the third, is questionable as well. And your big spend that you had in free agency, J.C. Jackson, also doubtful for this game. So Jaguars on paper may not have the better team, but they got heart. They're playing well. They are, uh, you know, a young team that is going into a game that they're seven-point underdogs looking to kind of squeak one out and shock the world, and I think they'll pull it out. You know, I had the Commanders kind of doing a similar thing, and the Lions 
the Lions definitely are a similar situation. I think young team kind of showing, hey, we belong here. We're, we're ready to go. We're ready to compete. Maybe not for a Super Bowl, but we can win some games. And uh, the Jaguars have looked good. Obviously, if Herbert doesn't play, I think that definitely, you know, makes me a lot more confident in the Jaguars. But even if he plays, I don't care, you know. Herbert is going to play injured, which he's got a rib injury, which is going to be painful as all hell. You know, he's going to be throwing every single play, and it's going to hurt. So whether he's healthy or not, uh, or not whether he's healthy, whether he's playing or not, he's not going to be healthy. So I got the Jaguars. Keegan, what do you think? What do you think about Jaguars uh, Chargers? Who you got winning this game? So pick Jacksonville this game. I think James Robinson's played incredibly well so far. And I also think ETN can pick it up and start catching some passes. That's what he's meant to do. Uh, with Chargers, with all their injuries, I mean, if most of the players are injured like they're saying, there's no way I think they can really compete with Jacksonville. But if Herbert is feeling great, I do think Chargers could pull it out, but I do have Jacksonville wins. You know, just kind of, Mike, you, you kind of were swaying me a little bit, thinking maybe Jacksonville might be able to pull this off. But, I mean, it's the Chargers. I mean, they have too many superstars on that team to just even, like, yeah, Justin Herbert could go down, but I think with their phenomenal running backs that they have that they can just hand it off to him and, you know, check down type stuff. Definitely think anybody who comes into that system should be able to, you know, not to say that Justin Herbert can be replaced, but. I definitely think that their backup can definitely come in and play the game. And I mean, Justin Herbert is kind of that guy who I imagine is going to be wanting to play no matter if he is injured or not. Hopefully it doesn't hurt the team any if he does that. But I still think that the Chargers could definitely win the, or definitely are going to win this game over Jacksonville. I don't think Jacksonville is as sound as you're saying it. Yeah, I do think that they don't look good on paper, but I think that is also equivalent to say they don't really look that good um, in the game. Yeah, I mean, although Jacksonville's look good so far, I'm gonna I'm gonna rock with the Chargers here, whether Justin Herbert plays or not. I mean, yeah, you still got a really good defense over there. Khalil Mack, Derwin James, those those guys are still playing, and Eckler's playing. So the team almost still, beat the Chargers. Chiefs too. Yeah, and in that division, every game's a must-win for them. So it's mm-hmm. a you gotta win. Yeah, definitely with Juan, I just said, yeah, every game is definitely a must-win type of game. I don't think that they're going to let this Jacksonville team come in and just, like, especially at the home. I'm, I'm a big believer in the home games. I think I do not I do not see Jacksonville coming to SoFi Stadium and taking one over on this team. I think the Jaguars are going to have home field advantage. you seen the Chargers games? They don't. The fans don't come out to those games. Jaguars are going to have more fans there than the Chargers. Oh. I don't know. I doubt it, bro. Trust. It'll be Just it'll talk. be an interesting one. That that's kind of one of my more like. I don't know what I'm look what word I'm looking for here, but like. Um, it's just gonna be an interesting game. It's it, you really it could go either way. It really depends on Herbert. Um, obviously that changes things, but I think uh, that'll be that'll be one that I'm definitely keeping tabs on. Maybe not like you know watching live, but I definitely want to keep tabs and see like, hey, are the Jaguars pulling this one out? Because I think they can. All right, we'll move on. Yeah, fair enough. Next game in the late slate, we have the former Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams going to Arizona to play the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals coming off of their crazy win in overtime against the Raiders, um, and the Rams coming off of their um, almost 28-3 crumble against the Falcons. Um, and, you know, maybe I'm 
leaning too much on last week, but I got the Cardinals winning this one in an upset. Again, I'm kind of picking a lot of underdogs here, but I like the underdogs, you know. Arizona um, is is rough around Kyler Murray. Everything around Kyler Murray is kind of rough, but then you have Kyler Murray. And I think he's kind of showed why, um, you know, it, he deserved getting that, that big extension. And um, he's kind of the whole offense, which your quarterback should be your whole offense, but... Um, he's looked amazing and he's, he's extended plays longer than we could ever imagine. And, uh, these weapons haven't looked great, but I think him and Marquise Brown, you know, went to college together. They should hopefully get back on the same page. Um, Rondale Moore is going to be out again, but Greg Dortch has kind of like taken over the, the Rondale Moore role. And, um, James Connor's questionable, but even if he's out, I think Daryl Williams and, you know, Benjamin can do a good job. Um, my one thing is the Cardinals defense is, is a little bit rough, but Byron Murphy Jr. Um, just went against Devontae Adams last week, and Devontae Adams had like two catches for like 11 yards. Obviously, I'm, I'm that's not exact numbers, but he held Devontae Adams to like nothing. So I'm not saying he's going to do that to Cooper Cup, but I think uh, the Cardinals could definitely squeak one out here um, with Kyler Murray kind of putting on another show. I mean, they're going to need it. If Kyler Murray's off, um, then, you know, the Cardinals lose this game, but Kyler Murray's going to be hopefully on his game and uh, lead this team to, to an upset victory. So that's what I got. Um, Pawani, I'd like to hear your thoughts here. I'd like to see, you know, because I, I have the Cardinals, but I'm, I'm, I'm not guaranteeing anything. I'm a little bit skeptical. You know, this, this coaching staff's done a little bit of a interesting job, and the defense doesn't look phenomenal necessarily. But I'd like to see what you think, Pawani, about a, uh, this game here. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not too high on the Cardinals. I mean, Kyler Murray has looked good. He extended those plays last week that we all seen numerous times, I'm sure. But I don't know, Kyler Murray for me really hasn't, I haven't seen what I'd like to see out of, out of a quarterback. So I'm definitely with the Rams here. Matthew Stafford, Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup. They're doing a lot of stuff with Cooper Cup throughout the first two games. He's got a ton of targets, so. They're really just getting getting the ball in the hands of their playmakers and letting it go. So I'm definitely going with the Rams over the Cardinals here. Interesting. I'm going to uh, – I'm going to honestly have to take it to Mike's opinion here. I, I think the Cardinals are going to be able to pull this one out, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah, the Rams have looked good and probably honestly have looked a little bit better on offense than the Cardinals. But I think the Cardinals are going to pull one over on the Rams, to be honest with you. So, yeah, the Rams. I mean – the Cardinals, my bad. Yeah, I definitely think I think the Cardinals. Personally, I think they're a quicker team, other than the Rams. And I think, I mean, the Rams. I'd say probably have more talent offensive wise, but I think the Cardinals after last week have all the momentum. I think they're gonna go in and win with the Rams. So I go with the Cardinals. Yeah, that's a good point. Momentum. I definitely think that this team, with the Rams, for example, have um, almost, almost like Mike said, had a crumbling defeat to the fucking Atlanta Falcons. I definitely think with this momentum that, you know, Cardinals kind of think they can do whatever they – not do whatever they want, can kind of, like, have success even in, like, tight games. I definitely see this with this momentum carrying over to this week and, you know, shocking the world with this, this victory. Yeah, I think – I mean, no one no one here mentioned uh, the, uh, the Rams' defense with Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. So, I think they're going to give Kyler Murray a struggle, man. I don't, I don't exactly – like I said, I'm not that high on Kyler. I think, I don't know, it's top defense he's facing. And... Yeah, that's fair. I think, you know, Kyler can extend plays, though, and even though his offensive line is going to have trouble with Aaron Donald, 
guaranteed. Um, you know, no O-line can hold Aaron Donald, but I think, you know, he's he's the quarterback you want against um, a guy like Aaron Donald. There, there isn't a guy that I'd rather have maybe besides Lamar Jackson where, you know, he's going to get away from Aaron Donald. Now, maybe um, he'll get him maybe once or twice up the middle, just kind of catching him off guard, but he's he's the guy. If you, if you have one quarterback that you're picking to kind of bail out your offensive line that, um, you know, the Cardinals offensive line isn't great, but he elevates them. He makes them look better by extending these plays. And, you know, no one's talking about how bad the offensive line was on that play against the Raiders last week. But, you know, they, they let guys through. Kyler did that. It wasn't his offensive line. So even though Aaron Donald's going to be a big thing, and, you know, I'm not trying to downplay him, um, Jalen Ramsey, all the guys, Bobby Wagner on uh, the Rams defense, I just think, the Cardinals will squeak one out here. Like Keegan said, the speed thing is, is a big aspect um, with Kyler, especially just being able to outrun guys um, to the sidelines and get extra yards. So it should be a good game though. I think it'll be competitive and um, yeah, we'll move on now. Um, next game we have is the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. Um, I believe the spread is even right now. I don't, um, I don't know if you guys see anything different, but I believe that's that's what I uh, was under the impression. And I think, you know, f- fair enough, this is going to be a very close game. Um, I know, you know, Priller's not going to be happy for me to say this, but this is, you know, two of the worst teams in the league. And kind of similar to that Bears-Texans game where it's kind of like either one really could win. Um, I just think the Falcons, in my opinion, are going to take this one out. I think uh, they have the better quarterback. And the weapons have, you know, looked comparable. And uh, Drake London's looked good. Kyle Pitts has to get going. Unfortunately, he hasn't been able to so far. But if Arthur Smith can get Kyle uh, Kyle Smith or Kyle Pitts, excuse me, can get Kyle Pitts going, I think this will be um, a good game for the Falcons. I think, like I said, neither team is great, and uh, it should be kind of, again, not not a great game to maybe watch. I know Priller will probably be watching, but hey. Um, I think both teams aren't great. Offensive lines aren't great. Um, defensive lines aren't great. Secondaries aren't great. It's kind of just weapons. Both teams. Having Kyle Pitts against DK Metcalf. Having Drake London, Tyler Lockett, that type of thing. But I think the Falcons kind of have secondary help. They have AJ Terrell, Casey Hayward. They stand a better chance, in my opinion. Priller, I'll hop in with you, know, you obviously. You know, yeah. want to hear your opinion. So let's let's hear it. What do you got here for All this right. game? So obvious, obviously, you know, I'm going with the Seahawks. But I do with the only thing that the only reason why I'm going with the Seahawks, to be honest with you, is just because of how um, not involved they haven't involved Kyle Pitts, who's honestly one of their superstars on that team. I think if if the Falcons do involve Kyle, Kyle Pitts this game, I definitely think the Seahawks are going to be in some trouble because they obviously last week couldn't really – defend um 49ers their tight ends so that wasn't even george kittle yeah i know so i think if the if seahawks can't defend kyle pitts or if the falcons are getting kyle pitts involved i think the seahawks are gonna have a long day now granted you did say i, I definitely do think this is game is going to be kind of like a snooze fest these are two really bottom tier nfl teams right now so yeah i mean I, I, the reason i'm saying seahawks though is just because obviously i believe in i believe in my team but not only that i think that dk's due for a game Game. And I think that Rashad Penny, off of his terrible week that he had last week, I definitely think to see him get more involved in this game against Atlanta Falcons, who have not been that good at um, stopping the run. So, 
yeah, that's what I got. Seahawks. My one thing about DJ yeah, is just AJ Terrell. It's a tough. Yeah, matchup. you're right. That is a tough matchup, but I mean, with what we've seen with also, I mean, you mentioned Tyler Lockett. I mean, Tyler Lockett's no slouch in past and KG Hayward's yeah, gonna cover him. Hey. Yeah, but I don't see them man. I don't see them being able to man up on these guys all game. Not all so, game, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is going to be an interesting one. I mean, you, you, it is going to be a snooze fest most likely. And you you were said that it's pretty even. I mean, it is like a minus one. The Seahawks are projected to win by one. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm also going to give it to the Seahawks just because it's at the Seahawks zone. We know we know what the Seahawks do at home. I mean, obviously the 12th man could be a definitely a factor in this game. So it's going to be definitely an interesting game. I mean, we're going to see. Yeah, it should be competitive. Yeah, I see you going either way. Um, definitely not rooting for Seattle football, so Falcons all the way. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I voted. I like the Bears, man. Did you do that to me? Come on. Man, fuck Seattle. <laughs> I have to go with Seahawks on this one. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be a DK game. So I think it's gonna be exciting to watch. I think I'm rubbing off on them. Exciting to watch. Oh, this guy's crazy. All right. Well. Yeah. You know, enough talking about that terrible game. No offense. But move on to um, a much better game, in my opinion. That being the Buccaneers against the Green Bay Packers. This will be in Tampa Bay. Home game for the Buccaneers. They're favored by one point. And I think, you know, the spread tells you something. This is going to be a close game. Two great quarterbacks that don't have anybody to throw to, basically. So it should be uh, two similar teams. Obviously, both... um, QBs are future Hall of Famers, they're unbelievable, um, and they're both, you know, even to this day, still playing at a super, super high level, um, but the the story of the, of the week is going to be, you know, maybe you would you would lean Tampa, like, hey, like, Tampa's going to win, right? But, like, Mike Evans suspended, Chris Godwin out, Julio Jones questionable, Russell Gage questionable, Rashad Perriman questionable, those are all wide receivers, every single one of them, that's five guys, so... You're down, your number one receiver now is Scotty Miller, I guess. Number two is Cole Beasley, who just came off the street. I don't know. It seems like, you know, I I still have Tampa Bay winning. I shouldn't say anything like, you know, crazy, but I still have Tampa Bay winning. I think that defense for Tampa Bay is just unbelievable. I think if you're looking at best defense in the league, it's either Tampa Bay or it's Buffalo. And, you know, you can pick either one. I'm not going to be mad at you. I think, you know, you have Vita Vey on the inside with Akeem Hicks. You have Devin White, Levante David, two of the best linebackers in the league. Um, Shaquille Barrett coming off the edge with that unbelievable secondary. Um, this is one of the best, you know, rosters top down. It's just those wide receivers are going to be a problem. But if you look at Green Bay, starting receivers, Alan Lazard. You know, like it's both teams are struggling in the, in the you know, weapon department. Um, both teams have good running backs, though. Leonard Fournette for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon for the Packers. But I think if you look at the defenses, Green Bay has a great defense, but I don't think they're on the level of Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay is going to give Rodgers just fits. He's not going to be able to find anybody open. He's going to have pressure in his face constantly. He's got David Bakhtiari possibly coming back. He's questionable this week, but that would be a huge help. But I still think Tampa Bay comes out with a win in this week. I'll hop in with Keegan. We'll get your opinion. What do you think here? Tampa Bay, Green Bay, who do we got winning in week three? I mean, definitely the injuries for Tampa Bay is scary. And they just lost Akeem Hicks for a month. So that's rough for their defense. But I still think their defense is superior than the Packers offense. So I'm going Tampa Bay in this game by at least three. 
All right, well, I'm just going to have to jump in real quick. Um, I definitely think with what Green Bay did to obviously not a very good Chicago Bear team, um, I definitely think that Green Bay is going to keep their momentum and keep it rolling. I think Aaron Rodgers is getting is going to get more used to his uh, young but athletic uh, wide receiver core. I definitely could see him dropping some decent plays. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a very great quarterback. I mean, you mentioned Tom Brady, also very great quarterback. But I just think Aaron Rodgers with – all this questionable stuff with their receivers. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a better day on the passing, but then I think Tampa Bay might have a better day on the rushing side. So it's a, it's a flip flop either way. But when it comes down to it, I think Green Bay is going to be able to make more plays than the Buccaneers. So I'm taking Green Bay. I mean, we've seen that struggle with Aaron Rodgers and his receivers so far. And looking at the injury report right now, Randall Cobb's questionable, Christian Watson's questionable, and Sammy Watkins is obviously out. So who does that leave Aaron Rodgers even? I think he'll probably end up uh, struggling quite a bit too. So I'm definitely taking Tampa Bay and their defense, um, giving Rodgers a problem. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of weird how similar these two teams are right now, both in the NFC, both two of the best teams in the NFC competing for the, um, you know, to go to the Super Bowl, obviously, but having some rough times in the wide receiver department. I think Green Bay, obviously, is kind of, not used to it, but they, they went into the season knowing that was going to be a problem. And Tampa Bay came into the season with Mike Evans, Chris Goblin, and Julio Jones going, we got the best receiving core in the league, and all of a sudden, things aren't like that anymore. So, it should be uh, it should be a good game. These two, these two teams are going to be um, great. And every game between Brady and Rodgers is obviously, you know, something you can't miss. So, I think yep. it could go either way. One point spread really tells you something but Tampa Bay at home that's who I got we'll jump in now Sunday night football two games left here we go Sunday night we got the San Francisco 49ers against the Denver Broncos in Denver um the 49ers are one and a half point favorites and you know this one hurts to say but Trey Lance out for the season super super unfortunate obviously I was the biggest Trey Lance fan out there basically um and Super sad to not be able to see him play the rest of the season. And, you know, it's it's tough because you don't know how the team's going to look next season. And this is a Super Bowl caliber roster right now that he had around him. So hopefully he comes back next year and the team's still great. Um, and he can continue growing as a player. But for now, this is Jimmy Garoppolo's team. Looking back, obviously it's a great idea that they kept him around. Good insurance policy. Now you have, you know, still a very adequate quarterback. So I think... The 49ers honestly have a better floor now than they did with Lance, but that ceiling is definitely capped off. Um, but Jimmy G super solid. He's going to get the ball uh, into the hands of his playmakers, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle coming back this week. I think that'll be huge. I have the 49ers winning this week. Um, they look healthy outside of Trey Lance everywhere, basically. So this team's got a bunch of superstars defensively. Um, you know, you got Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Fred Warner, uh, Talano Hufanga at safety has looked like maybe the best safety in the league to start the season. So this this will be a tough uh, tough defense for this Broncos uh, unit to go against. But the Broncos also just haven't looked great. Obviously, the coaching issues have been very prominent. It's kind of insane how bad uh, Nathaniel Hackett's looked so far. But um, the 49ers also have played Russell Wilson so many times. They know exactly, you know, how he plays, what he's trying to do, how he can extend plays, everything. So this will be um, 
a good game, but I think with Jimmy G um, back at the helm, he's just going to get the ball out to Debo, hand it off to him, throw him a screen, get him on a crossing route, whatever, get him the ball, get George Kittle back uh, in action, and, uh, you know, use your big guys up front, Trent Williams and such, to uh, to just pound the rock. And I think it should be a good game. Both teams are super competitive. The Broncos have a good roster up and down, but they just haven't looked uh, – they haven't looked like they're really on it to start. So I got the 49ers winning this game. I'll hop in with Priller. We'll, we'll get your opinion here. I know maybe not the biggest 49ers fan out there, but what are your thoughts here uh, for Sunday Night Football? You know, honestly, it kind of hurts me to say this, but I definitely have the 49ers winning this game. I think Broncos have definitely looked whack. They have not been able to perform, obviously, as expected. I mean, everyone thought this team was going to be great, but they have not proved expectations um i think the 49ers have the coaching edge on this obviously with kyle shanahan i just i don't know i just i think he's gonna scheme it up right against the broncos who struggled against the texans i think that the 49ers have a way better defense than the texans so i definitely could see this defense given russell wilson who you mentioned they've played numerous amounts of times i mean like this defense and i mean this defense hasn't got that new so this defense knows how russell wilson plays so i think that russell wilson's gonna have a tough time going in and Trying to take a dub. So, yeah, I got the 49ers winning this one. I got the 49ers as well. I mean, yeah, obviously, you'd like to you'd like to ride with the Broncos country, but they just, <laughs> they just haven't they haven't looked like it in the first two weeks at all. It scored only, what, maybe two or three touchdowns total. Um, yeah, they just haven't yeah, looked I, that I good. Like Jimmy G going into the situation he's going into, obviously t- kind of taking his team back over, and just that's kind of where they've been for the last year or two. So, I mean, they're, they're a stable team. I'm going to take the 49ers here. Yeah, I agree. I think the 49ers got this one. I think Jimmy G can run that offense to where it needs to go. So I think the 49ers got this one. Well, that might be the first time we've all four agreed since the Chiefs-Colts game. And I didn't expect that in a one-and-a-half-point spread. But I think, you know, you look at the 49ers roster, it's it's really good. And you're not losing a lot with uh, Jimmy G coming in. He's, he's a super solid backup. So... We'll Hold on. on, just to just nope. to point out. Uh, I mean, no, yeah, just to point out, just one more time, just kind of reiterating. I mean, like we've seen Russell Wilson go in with the Seahawks, who obviously are not a very great team this year. Russell Wilson didn't do much. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, so that's what I'm just saying. So Russell Wilson, who obviously was on the Seahawks, Seahawks know who Russell Wilson is schemed against him. The 49ers know who Russell Wilson is, so obviously they know how to scheme against him. I definitely could see Russell Wilson not putting up great numbers this week. So, got him on your fantasy team. Might want to think about starting a backup. I'd like to point out, too, just the sheer amount of injuries for the Broncos. Having Jerry Judy questionable, K.J. Hamler's questionable, Tim Patrick's obviously on IR. So right now, if the questionable guys don't play, it's Cortland Sutton and Kendall Hinton, who played quarterback a couple years ago. You know, you're not looking for that. And then on defense, you got Draymond Jones, questionable, Josie Jewell, questionable, and the big one, Pat Sertain, questionable. So if – if, you know, half these guys play, you're pretty happy here. Also on the O-line, Quinn Miners, your right guard, questionable, and Billy Turner, right tackle, questionable. So that right off, right side of the offensive line could look pretty suspect as well. This is just, uh, in my opinion, all signs are pointing towards the 49ers taking this one. We'll hop in now. Monday, night football, the Dallas Cowboys taking on the New York Giants. Giants have a home game this week. The Cowboys, or sorry, the Giants favored by one point. 2-0 Giants. One of the only 
what six or seven teams to be two and zero right now. Um, yeah. I unfortunately have the Cowboys taking this one. Um, now Cooper Rush has come in for Dak Prescott and not looked great. I mean, we kind of didn't expect him to look great, but um, I think the real thing here is is Micah Parsons has looked like the defensive player of the year so far. Now, he is questionable for this game, but I'm kind of expecting him to play. Now, if he doesn't play, things might change here for uh, for my prediction, but I think this, uh, this Cowboys defense should give Daniel Jones fits. You got Micah Parsons coming off the edge and also in coverage. You got Trayvon Diggs trying to pick you off every play. Um, you got Demarcus Lawrence as well. Like th- this defense has superstars. Now maybe they're not super deep, but they have stars that can make plays. And we all know Daniel Jones is prone to turning the ball over. So I think um, even though the Giants have their starter and the Cowboys have Cooper Rush starting at QB, uh, Michael Gallup could be back. He's questionable this week. Dalton Schultz questionable as well, but. Having C.D. Lamb, having Zeke, having Tony Pollard, Cooper Rush just needs to get the ball to these guys, and uh, I think it'll be a low-scoring game. Honestly, I think uh, yep. the team will put up a ton of points. The over/unders, 39. Yeah, not not very high. I think it'll be a uh, low-scoring game, but I think the Cowboys will uh, will come out on top. But I'd like to hear what you guys think. So uh, we'll start with Pawani. Pawani, what do you think about the Cowboys and Giants? Who you got winning uh, Monday Night Football? I actually, uh, I really liked how the Cowboys looked last week against the Bengals with Cooper Rush starting, um, starting that game, and then Micah Parsons. As I was watching that game, Micah Parsons is just a stud, making plays every goddamn play. Like uh, he's really yeah, an elite pass rusher. I mean, definitely one of a kind. I think with what we're seeing, and I think he's gonna give Daniel Jones some trouble and probably hand the Giants their first loss. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I think the Giants obviously have played a few, like, not-so-great teams um, these first two weeks. But I think they also have – I think they're just, like, pretty good underdogs. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I'm going to have to go with an upset. Game. Yeah, but, like, huh, they're favored because Cooper Rush is starting. Let's be honest here. If Cooper Rush wasn't even started, I might still take the Giants just because, you know, I just think that That's this crazy this right this, co- this Cowboys team, I just they've always looked good on paper. Like, let's be real. They've always looked like they've had superstars. They just never could have been able to get it done. And I think this NFC East, who has low key been like kind of been doing pretty well this season, definitely could see the, the Giants finishing on this one, finishing coming out on top on this one. So I'm going to have to take them. Obviously, I mean, minus, minus one. Favorites is not crazy. I mean, it's still kind of a to- uh, kind of a toss up here, but I don't know something about it. I just think Saquon's very good. I think this this team just going to be able to do what they've been doing and run the ball. So yeah, I mean, I got the Giants winning this one. Yeah, I agree. I don't think Cooper Rush can pull out another win. I mean, I don't think he is that good of a quarterback, even for a backup. So I don't see any reason why the Giants can't win this game. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't know. Hey, I like that they pulled one like... in Cincinnati, you know. Can't you can't doubt him. They'll, exactly. Uh... Pierce beat Cincinnati last year too, so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, again, this one's probably not one of the highest, uh, or not going to be one of the highest viewed Monday Night Footballs of the season. Not a lot of people it's super excited about this game. Definitely a lackluster game. Um, but it should be close. Should be competitive. Um. And, you know, there's stars on both teams, Saquon Barkley, Micah Parsons, 
Um, you got rookie Kayvon Thibodeau, hopefully he plays. Um, but I think Cowboys just have more star power, and uh, hopefully he'll make more plays to uh, prove me right. But <laughs> if you guys are good, we've gotten through every game, week three. I mean, we missed Thursday, but, you know, Thursday's Thursday. We'll, uh, we'll try to be better in the future. But um, if you guys are good, you know, we can wrap it up here. Any last things to say? Any... Uh, Anybody's mind changed at all throughout this? Anybody, you know, surprised? My mind, with has, my mind hasn't changed, but let me make one one last point. You know, I'm hearing a lot of Cooper Rush talk, but you know, a lot of you guys aren't too high in the man. I liked I liked watching him against the Bengals on uh, last Sunday. He, he did pretty good. And looking back at the stats right now, he had more fucking passing yards than Joe Burrow. So I don't know. Does he deserve all that disrespect? Uh, he might even uh, look better than Dak Prescott week one, but I mean they did play the Tampa Bay defense, so we'll, we'll let Dak slide on that. Well, Dak didn't enough. play the whole game either. He didn't, but still, I, I can't mean, believe Priller. We got to go back to what you said. How if Dak was playing, you still might pick the Giants. I don't know, man. I've just seen this. This team has always looked good on paper. Correct me if I'm wrong. They've always looked like they've had superstars on offense and defense. But they, they didn't last week. Last week they they did not look like they were gonna have a chance, and they they pulled one out. I don't know. I'm just I'm not buying into this hype. They came out hot. I, I I just think that the Giants, you know, just might pull it off, man. I, I don't know. I just I just feel like that might happen this week. So I'm sure. sticking to my sticking to my guns. I mean, when it happens, you know, I'll be there to flaunt in your guys' face. But you know, obviously, I can expect the same. So yeah, I'm sticking with the Giants on this I'm one. Trying to think, what what pick did I have that none of you had? The Commanders. When the Commanders win, you guys are not going to hear the end of it. Nah, commanders are definitely getting dubbed by two scores. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm with Lonnie on that one. Let's not forget what I said about Joe Flacco. That's the most important point made today. Oh, yeah, that is insane. I, I don't know. I think it's all, it's, it's going to be an interesting, interesting day. Should be a good Sunday. week of football. Should be very fun. A lot of fantasy implications, too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for uh, for – you know, some games more than others. I think the the primetime games maybe aren't the best, but Sunday night, 49ers-Broncos should be good. So. Should Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Yeah, this week's yeah, I mean, primetime games. Late, late slate of games on Sunday, but uh, yeah, that should be a good one. There's a couple uh, a couple games that are definitely, you know, Bills-Dolphins, um, Lions-Vikings even for me, Buccaneers-Packers. Buccaneers Packers. All, all three of those are really good games. 49ers, Broncos, too. Should be uh, really entertaining. A lot of superstars playing. A lot of uh, points. A lot of defense. But, yeah, we'll see. Well, we'll wrap it up here, I guess. Um, it was a good show. You know, we, we got we got through every game. We, we all got our points in, whatever. So, uh, you know, to wrap it up here, alongside my co-host, Jack Priller, our two special guests, thank you guys for coming. Keegan York, Jacob Pawani, appreciate you guys for coming out. I'm Mike Maynard. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next time. We'll be back. But, uh, yeah, until then, thank you very much for listening to the Underground Football Podcast. We'll see you later.